Good morning and welcome back to the Hip Bodies podcast. I am your host, Chelsea Pleasant, and I am so happy to be back. I missed you last week. I was unable to upload a podcast simply because I had the annual cough. You know, do you guys get that? I feel I don't know if it's just because I have small children or it's like ever since COVID or I don't know. It's just like there's an annual cough and I got my annual cough and it's just really hard to report record a podcast when you're like stopping to hack every like 10 seconds. It just it wasn't going to happen. So I gave myself the week off, but I'm back. I'm recovered. I'm feeling great. And I'm eager to just catch you up on everything because a lot has happened in the last couple of weeks. So the last podcast episode I shared with you guys, I kind of expressed that I have been doing really well. I've been eating low carb, but just like not seeing the progress at the rate I'm used to. And it's just, it's been a little bit annoying and it's just been very minimal progress, right? Like, like I think over the course of January. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going to get into it. So last week I decided to just get a little bit more aggressive and do lower carb. And I want to say, okay, hold on really quick, just for a second. If you're new here and you're like, what the heck is this podcast? Well, hey, hi, I'm Chelsea and I own a company called Hit Bodies and I help people with nutrition and workouts. I do workouts live every day. But a big part of it is I consider myself your workout buddy. And so we chat about life and stuff like that. And so I'm always sharing updates on like what I'm doing and everything like that. And the podcast just gives me a space to do that without being out of breath and all that kind of stuff. So this is going to be a mix of like personal updates and then like hopefully some helpful stuff. We'll see. Okay. So back to like what I decided to do last weekend. So I knew that I needed to get a little bit more aggressive with my nutrition because I was like, I'm pretty much experiencing a plateau. Like I can own that. Right. Um, so I thought about like, okay, I could go the direction of tracking my food and kind of decreasing calories and going that direction, which I literally tracking my food makes me so much more miserable with eating than any other approach to nutrition. I would rather set, I would rather have abstinence than moderation. I've shared that many, many times. I just don't, I don't know. I just do better with like not having something at all, you know? So I decided, and I've done this before, and I want to like just preface all of this by saying this is not me giving advice. This is just me sharing what I'm doing, okay? So I've done carnivore before, and I actually really love it because I was experiencing not just the like, eh, I'm not getting the results I want. I was also like, I am so unbelievably over trying to come up with what to make for dinner every night. Like, these keto meals that my kids won't eat, that I'm not excited to make. I'd rather be making like nachos on a plate of Doritos. You know what I mean? Like I just, I'm over it, right? So I wanted to take the thought out of my food. So I was like doing carnivore. Like this would kind of clean up my diet. It would inadvertently cut cut down on calories and it just simplifies things. And so I, I will say I'm not doing like a strict carnivore. If you're not familiar with this, it's a whole thing. And I'll kind of tell you where I initially learned about it. It was back in like 2017, 2018. It was a combination of Michaela Peterson and Dr. Sean Baker on Joe Rogan's podcast. Is that like not just 2018 in a nutshell right there? They were the ones who kind of got me like learning about it and being like, oh, maybe this isn't so stupid. You know, because like when you initially hear like, oh, carnivore, so you're eating nothing but meat, that's stupid. 
But then you kind of hear about their experience, their journey, and like why they did it and what they experienced from doing that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I decided to do a little carnivore experiment just to see what would happen. And back then I lived in Montana, no kids. I wasn't really like trying to lose weight or anything. I just wanted to see what would happen if I did a week of eating carnivore. Typically I ate a low carb diet. So it wasn't a huge change. So I really had low expectations. I didn't think I would notice anything, but I'll tell you what I noticed. A, weight loss, duh. B, no seasonal allergies. And I had the most insane seasonal allergies when I lived in Montana. I forget that sometimes. And then I like think back to that relief and I'm like, oh yeah, that was amazing. Can I explain the science behind that? No, I don't really know why that happened, but I tell you, I, I promise you the day I added like fruits and vegetables and you know, whatever back into my diet, the next morning, the seasonal allergies were back. Yeah. Crazy. So if you do want to like learn more about a carnivore diet and why someone would want to do it, I just ask that you do it with an open mind because like, I don't know, that's how I approach everything from like politics or whatever. Like there are reasonable people on every side of everything, right? And it doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but like just be open to learning about why someone would do it, right? So there's this book called The Carnivore Reset. I haven't bought it, but I love the author. His name's Chris Irvin. He's on Instagram as the ketologist. So this book, it's like the... So the carnivore reset is the title, then it says the primal approach to restoring your gut health, reducing inflammation and losing weight. And it doesn't have that many reviews yet because like he's not huge, you know what I mean? But I, I would bet it's really good. (laughs) That's so funny that I'm recommending a book I've never read. Um, There's also the carnivore book that's by Maria Emmerich. I haven't, I own that book. I just like, it's a, it's like a cookbook and I'm like, okay, you don't need a cookbook for a carnivore. You don't. I don't think you do because you're just eating meat. Okay. So anyway, let's kind of get into this whole carnivore thing. So I really just wanted to simplify my diet so that it wasn't as big of a deal to make dinner. So the way I'm approaching dinner right now, I have two small kids. They're not eating carnivore. That's for sure. So I cook a steak for Cameron and I, a couple of fried eggs. I give the kids each like some chunks of steak and like if they eat it, they eat it. If they don't, they don't, whatever, right? And then I also give them like some, a variety of fruits. Typically we have a lot of berries in the house, like berries and oranges right now. And then um, I give them some sort of like either sourdough bread or pasta. And that's what I've been doing for the kids. And I got to tell you, this week of doing this, the kids have eaten more consistently at dinner than when I was making all sorts of casseroles and putting way more effort into dinner, you know? So it's actually been really successful and I'm really grateful for it. So I'll just kind of tell you what my diet's been. So breakfast, I'm pretty much just eating bacon, bacon and coffee with cream. I know some of you are like, Chelsea, this is disgusting. How do you live like this? I just, it's fine. Today I mixed it up and I did bacon dipped in cottage cheese and mustard, which is so good. Like cottage cheese and mustard as a dip is like so underrated. I love putting cottage cheese and mustard on top of hard-boiled eggs. Like, oh my gosh, yum. Okay, so anyway, the bacon, that's my breakfast. Lunch, um, at Costco, I bought these chicken sausages. They were the basil and black pepper ones. If you know, you know. Um, Are they perfectly carnivore? Absolutely not. But are they, it's just not that detrimental. And it's just not, I don't take these rules that seriously. Like, if you were to read the carnivore reset, they would be like, don't eat this. Do you know what I mean? 
but I don't, it's like, it's kind of like how the whole 30, how they're like, you have to get nitrate free, sugar free bacon. And it's like so unbelievably hard to find. It's just, I'm just not that girl and I'm never going to be that girl. I'm not a perfectionist. It's me. It's fine. It's close enough. Okay. So I do the chicken sausage and I just pop that in the air fryer for like five, 10 minutes. And again, we're dipping it in mustard. I love mustard. I do. If I have cottage cheese, I usually do a combination of cottage cheese and mustard. Um, which again, cottage cheese is a little bit higher carb, but like these are the only carbs I'm eating. And then dinner is one of two things over this last week. Number one is steak with fried eggs. That's number one. Or number two is the viral flying Dutchman from TikTok. This is so good. I don't care who you are. It's two burger patties with American cheese or whatever cheese you use. It doesn't matter. And then um, you do a thick slice of onion and you also pan fry that and like that's your bun. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So again, like all together, it's not zero carb. Like I'm, you know, it's, but it's very low carb. And this has allowed the needle to move for me again. And I'm like, (laughs) it's waking me up. It's making me realize, oh, okay, my low carb prior, my keto low carb, it probably wasn't as low carb as I'd like to believe. Because you guys know I don't track my food. I just eat intuitively. But like I've eliminated those keto tortillas, you know, covering everything in cheese and sour cream, which is a very... uh, calorie dense topper, right? Like just a a lot of changes that I've made by doing this. And so I'm, I don't know how long I'm going to do this, but it's like, it's working really well for me right now. So I'm going to continue with it. And then I'm just going to kind of play with it. Like maybe I bring in some asparagus and mushrooms and onions, just things that as I crave it, I'll bring it in and we'll go from there. You know, I'm very much an adapt as you go and just whatever it takes to continue getting results. And I say that like, not like whatever it takes, like I'm not going to do, I'm never going to starve myself. Okay. You guys know that about me. I'm going to find a way to feel satisfied along the way. Okay. I haven't talked this much, I guess, since like my cough went away. So I think I, I am triggering it a little bit, but okay. Anywho, what was next? What else was I going to tell you? So that was, okay. So then I saw a new low on the scale. Um, which was 157 pounds, which is very exciting for me. I feel my goal now is 145 pounds, and I'll tell you why. So you guys know I got a DEXA scan a while back, which, you know, it's like a, it's like an x-ray, but like really low radiation x-ray that tells you your body fat percentage, your bone density, all that kind of stuff, right? And I also have one of those scales at home that gives you similar feedback, and then I also downloaded this app called Me360, and that gives you similar data. It estimates your body fat percentage, but it also takes all of your measurements. I highly recommend downloading this app if you're on a fitness journey because it's it's just really cool. Like I, it's kind of hard to find a place in your house that works to like scan your body, but if you can, it's really cool. So anyway, all of these three things are in agreement that I'm at an unhealthy body fat percentage. And for so long, I've justified being someone that weighs more for my height by like, well, I have a lot of muscle. I work out, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, just living in that ignorance, right? But now that I have this data that is somewhat unignorable, right? I know that I need to 
get to a healthier body fat percentage. You know, I think I, I don't think I'm an unhealthy person by any means. I really do believe like I take good care of myself. I eat healthy. I exercise. I, you know, one thing that I'm really proud of that my husband would just completely roll his eyes at is like how much sleep I get. And I know, I know like that's such a weird thing to be proud of, but like I, I have a high sleep need. Okay. I'm a high sleep need person. And I just notice how much worse I feel when I don't get enough sleep. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. And I think as a mom, I really struggled in like the newborn stage in those early months when you're like being woken up all night. And I, I'm a, I'm a sleep training mom, call me a mean mom, but like, I'm telling you like that. I think everyone does better when you're getting a good night's sleep. That's what I'm going to say. It's cause it's like, it's, it's not that common for kids to not get sleep trained and then like learn to sleep through the night. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I do think there's like gotta be some coaching involved on mom's part, but I won't get into that right now. Okay. Anyway, let's, let's move on. So that's kind of my update and I'm feeling motivated and I'm feeling like it's possible for me to get to this healthy weight. Like now that I've seen like what my, all the numbers, all the data, and I have three different sources and it's all pretty much in alignment. I feel that 145 pounds would be a really healthy weight for me. So I'm excited to like actually get there because fun fact, you guys, I haven't weighed that since before I got pregnant with Kevin. So like, whoa, whoa, like, and we're talking like a while before I got pregnant with Kevin. So I, it's just, it's kind of crazy. I'm excited to, it feels possible now. Um, I have essentially 12 pounds to go. Like that's nothing. So yeah, we're, we're doing it. Okay. Moving on. So on Saturday this weekend, we had some friends over so it's so funny. My husband was like, I told him like these people were coming over for lunch. I was like, they have four kids with so six of them. And he's like, what, what? Like, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's just, they're just coming over for lunch. I'm going to make chicken teriyaki. Cause like, I've talked a lot about like this Seattle style chicken teriyaki. And like, there's, I always like, if someone is only going to have one meal with me, I want to make them something that they likely wouldn't have elsewhere or like something that I've talked about a lot. So for example, this one time a girl visited, my she kind of knows my mom too so she's heard me rave about this thing my mom makes called Mexican chicken chili cheese tart and oh my gosh so good it's so good it has like a cumin-y shortbread crust and then like a layer of refried beans and then like corn black bean chicken pepper jack cheese all that kind of stuff on top with like green onions and cilantro it's so so good I love that thing um so she wanted to have that right and I've talked a lot about Seattle style chicken teriyaki. And if you don't like, if you haven't lived in Seattle, you probably haven't had it. So it's like so important to try. And like what makes the Seattle style teriyaki is the salad dressing. So the salad dressing is going to be some combination of like, well, this is like really depressing, but like mayo and sugar <laughs> and then like sesame oil and rice vinegar. It's so good. And the key is it's like when you get that dressing at a Seattle teriyaki restaurant you like let it get on the rice and stuff it's so good anyway so I made that for lunch and that is like my husband's jam okay and then I also made caramel chocolate chip cookie bars because those are my favorite thing in the world and so you know it was and here's what was so amazing this girl that came to visit her she's four kids but the two older ones they're like older they're like middle school age okay and you know what you know what they did they ate food without negotiation they put together a balanced plate of food and then went and had seconds 
no negotiations, nothing crazy. And I was just like watching this, like, did this just happen? Like, you know, the younger ones were more normal. Like one, like, I don't think ate at all. The other one ate like, you know, fruit and just like an all carb diet kind of thing. Do you get what I'm saying? Like it was like the guy, I'm imagining there was an evolution to this, but it, I have to tell you, it gave me hope. You know, if you're a mom of a small child, you know, it's so hard because you worry about your child. Like, are you ever going to eat normal? You know, but I know I was a picky eater as a kid. So like it does happen. I just don't know when it necessarily happens. You know, all this to say <clears throat> that resulted in like, we were just really full, you know? So yes, I indulged in chicken teriyaki and caramel chocolate chip cookie bars on Saturday, but I still made great progress and I didn't undo anything. So don't stress. Okay. Anyway, we were full. So like we weren't going to go out to dinner. We had a, my, my parents took both kids on Saturday night. This is the first time they've ever done that. This is the first time we've had both kids out of the house all night. And you know where we went? We went to Costco. Like we could have done anything, but like we just, I don't drink. I'm, we're not hungry. What else is there to do? You know? So we just went to Costco and got our groceries. Cause like, it's kind of nice to go without kids. Right. But you know what sucks about going to Costco in the evening? They don't have any rotisserie chickens. That was the big one. Just the rotisserie chicken. Because like I, every time I go to Costco, I buy a rotisserie chicken and then I make something just quick and easy with that. And my favorite thing to make is the Buffalo chicken dip. And I just make the Buffalo chicken dip that's on the bottle of Frank's. So it's like some ranch, which I, I kind of make my own ranch by doing mayo, sour cream, and like a seasoning blend and then cream cheese, blue cheese, and hot sauce. You guys, it's so good. And I dip pork rinds in it. Oh my gosh, it's so, so good. But I couldn't do that because I didn't have freaking rotisserie chickens. And I know some of you out there are like, how could you possibly eat a Costco rotisserie chicken? Like those of you who eat like super organic and all that kind of stuff. Like, you know what? I think you're amazing and you're probably going to live longer than me. I do not know how people can eat all organic and like live a normal life. Do you know what I mean? It's that's I just I I think the way it get like even when I I have tried to buy organic, like I've gone through like brief stints where I do it and I don't think the I don't like notice a quality difference in my groceries, okay? And I get more mad if I buy like an organic avocado and it's immediately black and disgusting. I'm like, "Cool, that was like 250." You know? It's like that's crazy. So anyway, that's my thoughts on eating organic. That was our date night. And then the other thing that we did was we ca- we caught up on Young Sheldon. So Kevin, my son, he watches Young Sheldon with us, but it's kind of gotten to the point where I actually fall asleep before Kevin a lot of the time. And so he's, he's like further into Young Sheldon than I am. So we had to like go back and catch up on Young Sheldon. So it was kind of nice. We were able to do that. And along the way you know, Cameron and I were talking because one of our local friends that we found out they're moving, they're moving just outside of Wilmington. I live in Wilmington, North Carolina, and there's a lot of these surrounding towns that people move to, but I live like deep in Wilmington. When I say like deep, it's like Wilmington is on the coast, but there's like a tip to the coast because there's like a river. Does that make sense? So I live closer to that tip. Okay, so you have to like really drive all the way through town to get to any of these neighboring towns from where I live. And so these friends of ours, they live like super close right now. We hang out with them all the time. Our kids get along. It's so fun. But they're moving. 
they're moving to one of these like neighboring towns. It's a lot more affordable. You get a lot more house for your money there. And a lot of people are doing it. And I get it. I get it, you know, as, but I have to tell you something so funny about like why I am digging my heels in and refusing to make that move. So my, first off, my parents live super close. So that's a big reason why, but even if they didn't, it would be hard for me to make that move. And here's why. I think, I don't know if this would be defined as a trauma, but just like for lack of a better word, it's like something that happened in the past that like still haunts me. Okay. Okay. (sighs) So growing up, I lived in Kent, Washington, and it never bothered me because like when you are young, all of your friends are from the same town as you, right? But then as time went on, you know, as I graduated high school and stuff, like most people left Kent. They went on to go live in downtown Seattle, downtown Bellevue, these cities that you've likely heard of, even if you're not from Washington, you know, and I worked big girl corporate jobs in Seattle, Bellevue, and like Issaquah, and that's where people lived. They lived where they worked in these nice areas, right? In addition, I was on the dating apps and none of the people that I was stumbling across were from Kent. Like Kent was starting to feel losery, you know? And if, and I, I had bought a house when I was 23 years old in Kent. Like I was really cemented in Kent. And I'm going to be honest, like Kent has kind of a reputation from people that don't live there. And I, I don't know if this is still the case because I haven't lived there in many, many years, but of being kind of ghetto. Like, why would you choose to live in Kent? And it's like, I was born and raised in Kent. Like, it's really affordable. Like, why would I not stay in Kent, you know? But it was just feeling like it was such a big step for me to go from like Kent to Seattle or Kent to Bellevue or Kent to these fancy cities, Kirkland being another one, right? Like, it would be where I'm going from having a three-bedroom house to like I, I wouldn't even be able to get a one-bedroom place in any of those places for the same cost. You get what I'm saying? So it was just like, okay, like I'm, I'm a Kent girl, you know? And I would never be like, I, I don't know when people ask like where you're from, it's like I was always saying Seattle, but like really I was from Kent. And it's like now I live in the place that's on the map, you know? Like no one is looking at this, you know, a, a map of the East Coast. You'll see Wilmington, you'll see Charleston, You'll see like, I don't know, like what's what's the big, like Atlanta and Georgia, right? Like these big cities. And it's like in North Carolina, there's like Raleigh, there's Charlotte. And in my opinion, on the coast, Wilmington is the one you see. And I have a Wilmington address and I don't want to give that up. Like I've made it. I have made it. Like, am I going on the dating apps? Like, do I care about any of this? No, but like I live in Wilmington. My children are being raped. I don't know. Like, it's like this weird sense of pride that I have now. Can anybody relate to this? Or is this just like so dumb? Okay. So that was something we were talking about, like on our date night. And then we were talking about one other thing, car washes. There are car washes everywhere. And they, like, there was recently one built by our house. And I, I just look at this. This is like a behemoth of a car wash. It's got the, all the vacuum stations, everything right. I just think like this had to, co- this had to cost if I were to estimate, which I have no business estimating, but like at least over half a million dollars to build. Right. And you know, the, the land it's on, I don't know, like if they purchase the land or if they're renting the land or like how that works, but that's also a large investment. You know, it's like a prime piece of real estate. And I'm just thinking like, this is like 
probably a million dollar investment. I, I don't know. I'm guessing, but like close to a million, if not a million, right? Are car washes making that much money when there's so many? It's just, what? Like I, this is, it, it, it will never financially make sense to me because I've just like sat here and like done the numbers, right? Because like even, okay, let's say they were able to buy all of that outright. Like they had the million dollars cash, they're still paying property taxes. They're still paying to keep this place running, you know, the electricity, the taxes, the everything, which all of that is very expensive, right? And how many, you know, a car wash doesn't cost that much money. So like how many car washes do you have to do before you pay yourself back? Like a car wash is like what, 10, 20 bucks for like the premium, right? So like, let me just do the math on that. If you have 20 of those and you did a hundred a day, you know, that's $2,000 a day. Okay. So like, let's take a million. I should be able to do this in my head. I know. Um, divided by 2000, it would, okay. That's not that long. (laughs) It would take you like a year and a half at that rate to make your investment back, but that's not even including all of your expenses. I don't know. It just, the math is not mathing to me. It's not. What about you? And that's at a $20 car wash, right? But they're more like 10. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's anyway, car washes are just, it's, it was a thing that's just been weighing on my mind lately. Cause I'm like, there's so many around here. Like it'll just, the way in Washington, the coffee shops are on every corner. It's car washes here. And I guess people do care a lot about their trucks and stuff here. Maybe it's like the sunnier weather. Like people don't bother with washing their cars as much in Washington because it does rain a lot. Maybe that's part of it. And like in Montana, when I lived there, it wasn't really a thing because it's like snowy and gross, right? Like that'll make your car icky. Okay. Anyway, so that's that. Um, I feel like I've kind of caught you up on everything you know, so at this moment in time, I'm recording this podcast and my son is downstairs watching TV, eating breakfast. This boy slept for 14 hours straight. He's never done that in his life. Uh, I'm a little worried. He did stay home from school today just because I'm like, what's going on? Um, But he seems to be fine. It's just like, this has never happened before. Isn't it crazy? Like even, I don't know, because when you have like a baby and they sleep for like an obscene amount of time, you're like, you just keep checking if they're breathing. But like, I was doing that with my son today. It's like, it never, I guess it never, does it never go away? Like you never stop worrying about that? Like, oh yeah. So anyway, he does seem to be fine though. Uh, so we are dropping off our deposit for a school, for a private school that he will be going to. Um, it's a little nerve wracking because I'm really counting on this opportunity scholarship coming through. And it's this thing that North Carolina passed. So like every family qualifies for private school vouchers now it's not going to cover the entire cost but it will cover like a good amount so that's the only way this is possible so it's a little nerve-wracking because we won't find out how much we get of the opportunity scholarship or if we get it at all for like another month or two (laughs) but we have to secure our spot at this school if this is where we want to go so we're like okay I guess we'll just if we lose the deposit and like can't afford it it is what it is you know 
it's all very stressful. So yeah, that's what's going on with our school situation in case you were curious. I don't feel 100% about everything. Like everything I think about doing, I have doubts, but my only doubt with this school is the cost. In, in every other way, I feel like it's the right decision, you know? So yeah, so that's good, right? Because, you know, I think my thing with homeschooling is I don't have the time to, you know, to give it, the, to give my child the experience I feel that he would benefit from, you know, just being that I do work and stuff. So that's kind of where I landed on the homeschooling thing. But I do, like, I, I will always feel very envious of the homeschool community. I guess I thought I'd wrap this up with just kind of a goal chat and some things that I'm trying to improve upon. I, you guys know, I'm a very sedentary girl. I'm like this entire time I recorded this, I really should have been like, at least just standing and like taking a few steps here and there. But whatever, I didn't. I'm just kind of now realizing that. And I'm trying to get, like, I re- and I've said it before, I'm trying to get at least 10,000 steps. Like that's like where I'm, my goal is now. But I just want to become a more active, on your feet kind of girl over the next several months and eventually I'd like to get to a point where I'm taking like 15,000 steps a day and I think that starts with like how I am with my kids you know I just feel like it's so impossible to go on a walk with them because they're not really like stroller kids but it's like they love to run around like I you know I can play tag with them like I can be more active with them so that's something that I'm really working on in addition I'm also working on strength goals So today I was deadlifting 165 pounds. I'm kind of working on getting those numbers back up. In the spring, I had them up pretty high, but then I like got cocky and tried to, so, you know, there's different types of deadlifts and I tried to do the same weight for sumo deadlifts when I hadn't been doing sumo deadlifts and I must not have had good form because I had some ouchies for a few days and I was like, let's back off on the weight let's kind of rebuild that strength. It wasn't like terrible, but it was just, I'm really, really, really cautious with that kind of stuff. Cause when it comes to like ouchies in the back and stuff like that, I just, I am very much like, listen to your body and take it easy, you know? So with that being said, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting to that point. So I was able to do 165 pounds five times pretty consistently today. And I'm at the point where I can do five pull-ups, which I think is great. So moving forward, I'd like to be able to deadlift 225 again. That's a big goal for me. And I'd really like to be able to do 10 pull-ups, which I don't think is crazy. Like, I feel like I could get there. I'm just going to keep at it. I'm going to try to keep working on my pull-ups each day, working on my deadlift several times a week. So we'll see. Those are some long-term goals I have. And I do feel like when you have those strength goals, it can kind of keep you going when you're in a season that you're not seeing the weight loss or you're not in a mental space to focus on weight loss because I that is not talked about enough like just you know what I need a break like I have been working on losing weight losing body fat trying to get smaller and I'm over it I don't care anymore it doesn't mean you don't want to be a healthy person but you're just like I need a mental break from caring about this I just want to like eat what sounds good I don't want to think about food like that you know and I I wish that I could say like sometimes doing that results in weight loss accidentally, but that's literally never been the case for me, but I have seen it be the case for other people. And so if that is the case for you, that's amazing. I hate you a little bit, like in a loving way. Um, I just, like, I wish it was me, right? I'm very jealous. (laughs) 
Jealousy is, oh, can we talk about it? I'm a jealous girl. I hate that I get jealous, but I do think there's some power in admitting you're a jealous person versus like trying to say you're not. Like, aren't we all a little jealous when we see someone doing amazing or like way better than us? Like, of course, we're going to be like, yeah, I wish that were me. I almost, you know what it is? I feel like it's the people who are like slaying it. Like nothing's going bad in their life. Like those are the people that are like, I'm never jealous. And it's kind of like, well, duh. <laughs> well, duh. Right? I don't know. Is that just me being a hater? I don't know. I've heard, I've heard some people say like how they like don't, they just don't get jealous, you know? And I'm like, well, I do. I am the girl that will have a dream of my husband cheating on me or something. And I need him to apologize for it. Like, hello, you must have done something to my subconscious to make me have that dream. (laughs) But with that being said, I had a dream. I cheated on him and I fully like came to him, admitted everything and apologized. And he was like, okay, (laughs) where do you guys, where do you guys stand on that, on the dreams? Okay. Well, anyway, this concludes this week's podcast. I'm sorry. It's a little bit short, especially after, you know, missing last week, but I got a sick baby. And I got to go snuggle that boy. I love you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening to it, then you would really enjoy being a part of Hit Bodies. Go to www.hitbodies.com. You're going to get a pop-up where you can try out the three-day slay, which is three free days of workouts, some nutrition stuff, and you can give that a shot. And if you like it, then you could join. And if you don't like it, you don't have to join, but it's free. And if you just want to like skip over that and you're like, I want to work out live with you tomorrow morning, then you should do that. Go to hitbodies.com, close the pop-up and just sign yourself up because I'd love to have you. I'd love to hear your daily updates, which if you're curious, today's question of the day inside Hit Bodies was like thoughts on the Travis, Kelsey and Taylor Swift situation. And I feel like I had really, I was more honest on that workout about my, my thoughts on that situation than I've been ever. Like I kind of didn't even realize I felt that way until I said it out loud and I stand behind it. I definitely feel that way. It's kind of a hot take, but I'm not going to share it here. Ooh, yeah. That's, the, that's how I get you to try hip bodies, <laughs> but you would have to join and do today's workout, which is uh, Monday, February 5th. Okay. All right. I love you. Have a great day. Bye.